Bill's Pod Squad is brought to you by the New York Lottery. Play the new skee-ball scratch-off game, and you could catch up to $60,000. You must be 18 years or older to purchase a lottery ticket. Coming up on this week's episode, we'll break down a wild week with the NFL schedule. Good Morning Football's Kay Adams explains her unique path to hosting one of the most popular football shows out there and why she loves the energy from Bill's Mafia. Finally, we'll discuss the free agent splash with Taylor Hall signing with the Sabres. Welcome into Bill's Pod Squad, presented by the New York Lottery. Anything goes but the X's and O's. Maddie Glab and Bill's owner and president, Kim Bagula, here as your host. We will have host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football, Kay Adams, on with us today. She talks chicken wings, Tredavious White, and waking up at 4 a.m. Plus, a lot of other things she'll get into. Good Morning Football airs airs Mondays through Fridays, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Kim Week five weekend was was quite different for the Bills. We did not play on week five weekend as we were expecting to because of that COVID outbreak that the Tennessee Titans had. Uh, the game was moved to Tuesday night, so that means no game on Sunday. So you would think an, an extra free day maybe, uh, Saturday and Sunday without a football game, but you were also quite busy with hockey this weekend, I would suppose, with free agency Free agency going on. started so, Friday at noon, and yeah, it was definitely a busy weekend. Um, so, you know, a lot going on. I spent most of my day on Friday at the Sabres, um, you know, with the with the uh, GM there, Kevin Adams, and being, uh, being on calls with players and kind of just watching how the, the league was unfolding. Um, so it, free agency is, is always fun. Did you get any free time this weekend with a Sunday? Did you well, get to watch any football games or were you kind of just immersed in NHL this entire weekend because it was free agency and you guys are just coming off of the draft? Well, I got a little of both because as you know, we signed Taylor Hall on Sunday yes. and it became official. Woo-hoo. So so, so part of the Sunday was, you know, was dealing with that. Um, but then I did get some free time and to watch some football and it was weird. It was weird. Um, I, you know, I, I, I didn't really know what to do my whole, you know, normal (laughs) routine. I didn't even, well, I did bake, but I baked in the afternoon, not in the morning. Um, And it was just, it was uh, different not having a game on Sunday. Now, if we have a bye week, like, okay, you know that, uh, like, that's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. So you schedule ahead of time. But uh, this week... I feel like this weekend we are waiting for any news to change, anything to happen. Yeah. It was like, oh, what's going on? I'm, we're not sure. We kind of know, but we don't really know. But anything could change, and it's just hard to plan. And I'm sure it, a oh lot of God. teams are feeling the exact same way as the Bills are, just with the uncertainty. It's hard to plan ahead. I mean, some teams found out they had their bye week like on like Friday, and it's like, wait, wait what? Or on Sunday, so... A lot of different things are happening with with it, schedule changes, with COVID-19, some positive tests popping up across the league uh, for different teams. So it's it's hard to plan ahead just in no, general it, this it, year. It generally is. And, you know, Steelers got a bye week, mm-hmm. um, but we, we couldn't get a bye week because our players were working because not knowing when the game. So they were in in here uh, working, practicing, going through all the things that they do. So it's not, it wasn't a bye week for them at all. It was a work week. And so, you know, that uncertainty, I mean, certainly we've all felt it during this pandemic, um, but when you're trying to plan, game plan, when you're trying to um, get prepared, um, especially a forward OT that has some momentum going in, 
And then there's that uncertainty. You're not sure when you're going to mm -hmm. play. Should you practice? Shouldn't you practice? Um, I'm sure that was difficult for the guys as well. And then not only having to think about the Titans game, but then thinking about the game yeah. coming up after that. So um, that, yeah, that was a lot of work this week. On the back end, though, I would say that there was a lot of work being done. Discussions with the league, phone calls with the league, some mad phone calls, some nice <laughs> phone calls. You know, you're trying all these different ways. Um, I know my husband called the commissioner. I called um, football ops. I know Brandon and his staff were all calling as well, trying to get any inside information, trying to, to find out if there was any clarity at all so they could plan for something, right? Um, but I, I will say, you know, it, it's just as much, you know, as hard it is for us and in, in the club and this week, um, I am sure the league is dealing with so many things, right? And, and I know we want the best advantage for right. Buffalo, but yes. I can't imagine all the things and the, and the work and the, uh, whether it's an investigation or just the contract tracing or all the, the scheduling that they yeah. have to do um, behind the scenes. So, you know, I, I know Buffalo Bills fans um, weren't the happiest losing the Thursday yeah. night game. But this is an unusual year, and mm -hmm. uh, not all clubs are going to be on an equal playing field as much as, you know, we don't want that to happen. But we have to control what we can control. So It's like a little dose of a reality check there because as we're all trying to figure out what's going on and as we want to know the information at the quickest point and before it becomes public with when the game's going to be played, if any other games are going to get moved, if the bye week is staying the same, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're right. The NFL mm -hmm. is probably dealing with a lot more. We are one of 32, like... This is a puzzle trying to put all of this together with every team having a lot of different bye weeks. It's not like everybody has a bye week, a second bye week worked yeah. in or anything like that. So, yeah, I can't imagine working for the league office this season. And it's only season. week five. And it's only week five. Yeah, it's still a long ways to go. So, um, yeah, it, it's not an easy job at the league, I, I assure you that. So, um, But we're all, like, the same goal, though. We all have all the clubs, the players, mm -hmm. that the league, we, we want to get a full season in. Um, so we're, we all have to kind of do our part, even though we may not like it. And at this point, yeah, the NFL has definitely stressed that they want to stay on schedule as much as they can. They've been able to do that to this point. They want to stay on schedule. We'll see if that changes in the coming weeks. Hopefully this is the only outbreak. This is the only week or so of positive tests that we see popping up across different teams. I mean, we all were hoping that this wouldn't happen, but I think all of us kind of in the back of our minds, the negative thoughts come in and you kind of think, okay, well, this isn't that out of left field that we're seeing a COVID outbreak and we're seeing some teams shut down here because of this virus that yeah. we still don't know, you know, so much about. So it's not shocking. Control the things that you can control and they can control their own actions. And I think that's a message that um, the whole organization uh, has, you know, talked about with the players in a positive way. And I will say that, you know, um, every, every club, even in a non-COVID year, goes through the trial. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like I said, we had a great start. You want to finish um, really strong. All that middle, there's going to be ups and downs no matter what, um, whether it's injured players, whether it's your record, uh, weather, whatever it may be. 
and how you deal with them is really what makes you stronger as a team. And that's what we're going to be seeing here in the next couple of weeks. Let's talk about the fan box. We've got a new t-shirt design from yeah. one of our players. It's Josh Allen. So uh, it's a football propulsion laboratory shirt. So it kind of looks like Josh Allen went to space camp for a day or so. And on the back, we're seeing on the screen right now that it's like four pictures of Josh and he's basically throwing the football to outer space. So do you think how, how like we recorded how far he can throw, correct? Well, it's not quite to outer space, but that's what this, what his t-shirt is all, <laughs> it's all about the possibilities. So I love that these guys are doing this fan box because it gets to, to show a side of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, every week we've had a different player and seen what the inspiration is behind there. Um, some of our little artistic talent there. Uh, so I, I love these boxes that come out every week. Just gives us another perspective of these players. And it's got the little buffalo that uh, Josh Allen yeah. drew uh, on the back. So peak artistic <laughs> performance, Josh, like so great. But Josh Allen's fan box is available at billsfanbox.com until midnight on Saturday, October 16th, or until they sell out, they probably will because his name is Josh Allen. This box includes the shirt, a Bills fanny pack that is pretty cool. I've seen it and all proceeds uh, benefit Oshai Children's Hospital. So there will be a different player doing a uh, Bills fan box for every home game. So Josh Allen is the next one. So yeah, make sure you get your Bills fan box at billsfanbox.com. And let's get into one of our reoccurring segments. It's our top three segment, and it's sponsored by Great Lakes Cancer Care Collaborative. Uh, this week's game sponsor is also Great Lakes Cancer Care Collaborative. We take your care personally. And since we have Kay Adams on this week, we thought it would be a good idea to do our top three ways of how we consume our football media information, uh, what we like to watch, what we like to click on our phones. Basically, where do you get, where do you go to get up to date on football? So, Kim, we'll start with you. What is your number well, one not, way? Not to be obvious, but it is Good Morning Football. It's you a know, I, great show. yeah, it, it really is. And I, it, you I come into my office, and I have a TV in there, and it's just my go-to channel um, that I put on there. And you know, the the energy that they bring to your morning, uh, that you know how well they have that chemistry with each mm -hmm. other. I just love it, and how they make football fun, but they also are very informative of what's going on. Um, so I just that's probably kind of my go-to during the week of my football news. I'm going to copy off you because it is good morning football for me too. If, if I had to pick a show that I love the most on NFL Network, it's got to be good morning football. It's a great way to wake up in the morning, great way to get informed about the storylines, the headlines of what's going on across the NFL. And it's really easy for us to get Bill's information, right? Yeah. That's what we consume on an everyday basis. But I'm sure, like you, I like to stay in the know about what's going on with all 32 teams. That's why I enjoy Good Morning well, Football. And I think there's several of them that I think are closet Bills fans. I know they may I mean, not be able to say it. They've been talking about the Bills quite a bit more this season. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that. Kay's worn a Bills short shirt before on air, so... I do think they love what's going yeah. on in Buffalo. They do have really great personalities, too. I think it's fun how they mix their personalities, football, and pop culture yeah. all together. They have some music on that show, uh, which is awesome. They 
They love to throw in movie references and things like that. So I just think it's your a perfect one-stop shop for kind of what's going on in the world. I, I agree. I'm just glad I don't have to wake up at 4.30. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> Six is early don't, enough for yeah. me. Okay, what's number two on your top number three? Number two on my list. I would probably say... Uh, I'm probably going to say the, the digital world. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know, social and digital, I guess they're two different worlds. Um, so probably a blend of, of those two. Okay. So social and digital, kind of just scrolling through mm -hmm. um, the different, you know, Twitter accounts that I, you know, I have on my phone, whether it's the NFL Twitter, just kind of seeing, like you said, the stories. Or if there, if there was a storyline that had, you know, um, got some popularity, then kind of like digging it deeper in that. So, um, and then just also, you know, online, you know, news articles, things like that. So I'm going to say the whole digital world is where I get my uh, football news. I like it. Uh, I piggyback off of that. I think Twitter is like my best friend all the time. I have TweetDeck up on my computer, which is where you can like see what people are tweeting. You can make different lists. You can see what people are reacting to you can see like your notifications then you can search different words and you just have all of these columns that just is amazing and I, I think that is how I waste my time every single say, day is just staying like on TweetDeck especially when, when something's like breaking it's just like just watching all the tweets come in like well that's kind of part of your job though mm -hmm. so it's it's like a something you know it's it's time but it's it's time, time but sometimes it's too yes. much time yeah. it's like oh yeah i can be on tweet deck all day and kind of stay up to date on what's happening but then like an hour goes by and i'm like oh shoot i have all of these <laughs> things to do it's going to be a really late night but yeah tweet deck twitter love following all the teams in the nfl love following beat reporters it's a great way to get insight into you know every week and who's playing and who crazy and the storylines well and it's crazy because like sometimes they know more than we do mm -hmm. <laughs> or they know it sooner than we do yep. I'm like why is it already out there yeah, I don't things understand. popping up before yeah, it I was breaks like, oh yeah no when, when the um, Taylor Hall news like came <laughs> out it was like oh it's already out I'm like I thought I was like you know breaking You're news like, to, my, to our family and friends and they're like oh no I just saw <laughs> yeah, it we, I just came out we saw like, five minutes ago man. it's no big deal anymore yeah 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 it's hard to keep stuff uh not being broken in today's social media world. What is number three on your list? Well, okay, how about, so I wouldn't say this is like how I get my football, um, you know, news, mm -hmm. but I love sports movies. I love football Ooh, movies, okay, I like that. books. I mean, just they're always so inspirational, you know? So um, I would say I love consuming football in movies, in books, um, you, Do you know, have television a favorite? shows. You know, I, I'm going to probably say, um, okay, <laughs> Brian's song is probably the most <laughs> memorable one that I know of. Um, I just remember just bawling my eyes out. And, you know, that was I think back my, when I was much younger. I think younger. my dad made me and my brother and my sister watch it. And he was like, you guys are just going to cry through this movie. Like, it's really sad. Yeah. And then me and my brother and sister watched it. And I think we were probably a little too young. <laughs> young and we were like, <laughs> To what? appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, Blindside. I mean, a little bit more recent. Mm -hmm. um, there's just Rudy. I mean, there's just been some great football movies uh, that just, you know, are so inspirational that, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't even know if the football is correct in those movies. You know how sometimes movies kind of aren't. But it's a way to get yourself into the game. It, like, if somebody was, like, going to start being a fan of football, I feel like through TV and movies and things like that yeah, is a good way to get is. someone into the game. It, it, it really is. And it, even just behind the, 
the scenes access, like you said, when you're watching a movie, you don't, you know, you mm -hmm. get to see. Um, and then obviously, you know, now in current days, you know, maybe the old Brian Song type movies don't happen anymore. But now we've got, you know, things like um, uh, on HBO Hard, Hard Knocks, Knocks and yeah. on Amazon when they had, mm -hmm. you know, um, just following a team. So even we've done our own embedded, you know, yeah. behind the scenes. So it's just um, I, I love consuming football in real life ways or in movies telling real life stories. Yeah, I, storytelling is like my favorite thing about this industry. It's why I like fell in love with sports. It's just the storytelling aspect yeah. that you can do with athletes and just their stories, uh, success stories, I think are so uplifting, so inspiring, so unique, so cool. When I first got hired, I think the first thing that came out was the Embedded series from last season. And I remember just watching all of those and like, thinking they were so amazing and such a great way to get information about yeah. the team. So I do love those embedded series. I also love Last Chance You on Netflix, if you've ever okay. seen it. Yep. It's where they follow JUCO colleges. So it's kind of like these players' last chance to get back to oh, a yeah. D1 school okay. uh, and hopefully then get drafted. So some really great storytelling with that. My third thing, I'm going to go a little bit nerdy here. Uh, so for my job, I have to look up quite a bit of stats to get ready for the shows that we tape, the things that I write, like to stay in the know with like where all of our players rank. I mean, Josh is so high in so many different categories right now uh, comparing to other quarterbacks and comparing how he's uh, grown from last season, even the offense, like every category we are up so much. Um, so I get a lot of that just by scrolling on NFL.com, ESPN.com. And then we have something that we call that's Radar 360. And so that's kind of where you can uh, set up some different things and look for some different off the wall stats. So that's probably where I spend about half of my week on getting ready for oh, the game. Okay. Well, I'm glad you do. So then you can put I'll it just, up on I'll Twitter. I'll just shoot it to you, Kim. Then you can I'll put it like, up hey. on Twitter. But uh, no, I'm certainly... Those are always fun facts to have, mm -hmm. you know, just have um, in your back pocket. I, I don't know. Are you like like this? So my husband or other people I know can remember like scores and like points of a game like that happened years ago. I my memory. Are, are you like that? No. My memory is so awful. This past week, this is so embarrassing. Someone asked me how old I was and I couldn't remember. I am dead. <laughs> right. I am dead that, serious. That is bad. I have a terrible memory. I can't remember like Two years ago, if you're going to say, remember this Bills game? I'd be like, no, I honestly don't. Unless it was like a monumental game. It meant something. If it was like week two of two years ago, no idea. That's just not how my memory works. How it does work is I can remember like random stats. So if I'm writing things down and preparing for a game, like I can be like, oh, yeah, Josh Allen did blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This is where he ranks with uh, yards per attempt or whatnot. So I can remember little things like that, and that comes uh, – into hand it's very handy when I'm doing the shows because I can sometimes just repeat that stuff just right off of my brain but yeah, yeah if I was going to remember yeah. stuff uh other than that not the greatest yeah, memory I, it's not yeah I, I can't I don't have that skill at all and it's really annoying because I'm like okay how come you cannot remember what I just told you 10 minutes ago but somehow you can remember a game <laughs> or a play or a stat from 10 years ago so I like to call it selective memory so yep. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I would have a better memory, you know, photographic memory. Wish oh, I had one yeah. of those. That would be crazy and epic, but it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 
The Buffalo Bills are proud to partner with National Grid in promoting the Safety First initiative where every time a Bills safety makes a tackle at home, National Grid will donate $50 to the 100 Club of Buffalo in support of first responders and their families. National Grid reminds you to put safety first in your home with this easy tip. If you smell something like rotten eggs in your home, it could be a gas leak. Report it immediately to your power company. All right, let's get into our interview with Kay Adams. She's the host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football. It airs every Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Kay, we are so excited and happy to have you with us here on Bill's Pod Squad. We know you have quite a crazy schedule, so thank you so much for fitting us into your schedule today. Uh, we do appreciate the time a lot. I am so excited to be here talking sports with you guys, talking Buffalo, talking the craziness of 2020. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're going to start off with a segment that we do. It's called Top Three Things. So let's get into it. The top three ways that you consume your football information, football media outside of sitting down and watching a game. I would assume that you consume information and get ready for your shows in several different ways. So if you had to pick three, what are your top three ways that you kind of get ready for life, get ready for good morning football and all the shows that you do? A uh, podcast for sure uh, around the NFL podcast is a perfect listen. It's yeah. super easy. The guys that work for NFL media do a great job of hitting all the teams, the bigger storylines uh, and sort of stringing together some opinions and things. Uh, so I really like the ATN podcast. I listen to that every week. And it comes out a couple times a week. Um, I would say Twitter is probably my biggest news resource. It's just, I don't even know how anyone in broadcast journalism or any journalism survived without Twitter as a network, any web, a dark place, of course, sometimes, but it's very, very helpful uh, once you know who to trust and what to listen to objectively. And I would say one thing that I like to do uh, because national media, you know, things sort of fall through the cracks. I really like to, when I can, if I'm traveling or in a car, I'm here in New York, if I'm in the subway or, or driving in an Uber in the back seat, I like to listen to like the iHeartRadio app or whatever to get the local news stations, like all that, like ridiculous Philadelphia banter. Like I need to hear what they're talking about. Cause there's great stories uh, and great players, you know, Gabriel Davis is one of them, of course, that sort of fall through the cracks on a national level that I like to, you know, hear what the locals are talking about. Cause I of course worked in new England. I worked in St. Louis. So I know how important and invested those beat reporters are. And that's where it starts. Yeah, definitely. And thinking about the show that you do good morning football and just how much information you get out of that show with the personalities that are on that show. Um, that show has evolved quite a bit since you guys have started it in 2016. I mean, in 2020, now you're virtual right now. But when you look back at when that show first started, uh, you being involved in that show, I guess, what are some of the things that just pop out the most with how the show has changed uh, in the last few years? As much as it's changed, it's so interesting you see it like that, and it certainly has evolved. I feel like it hasn't changed. I really do. I feel like there's one thing that makes the show go, one thing that serves as fuel, and one thing that will forever bind the four of us. And what we've always stayed true to is that we are just as big of fans of this sport and love it like any fan in America. Yeah, so we take it from that. that. We're all, all four of us very different. We've got you know, the player perspective, we have more of the fan perspective. Kyle brings, you know, a, a vivaciousness that's unparalleled that definitely speaks for the fan. 
but we all love football so much and we support it and we want to see it be the best possible sport that it can be that that's what drives us. And that's, I really think why the show is successful. You do see shows sometimes that want to uplift and, and are that, but the brand of our show is let's have somebody from the Buffalo Bills on somebody from the, and we'll like, our goal is to show a different side of them. Our goal is to show a more human side. It's very important. You know, Kim, it's, you know, you, you've been huge mm-hmm. with that as far as your players are concerned and how you treat them. And what I've heard even trickle down to me, just, just making like, they're, they're, these people are people. These coaches are people. When these GM changes happen, when these injuries happen, like we all saw a very touching, uh, you know, Jack Prescott moment that brought us all together. Those are the moments that our show thrives on and lives for. Well, you can certainly tell that just like any football team, the team that you have there, the chemistry, how much you guys enjoy working together, that is probably doesn't even seem like work. You're talking football. It's not work at all. And you can certainly see that energy. I, I have it on every morning on my in my office. I just automatically turn it on. And um, that's yeah. true. That's so crazy. Oh, no, no. Because like I said, that's one of the ways I, I consume my football news. But I love the energy that you guys bring to my mornings. I mean, that, that, that truly is. It's, um, like, and a, it's fun, like a wake up call. It, it is in a and fun a, way. And a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys know your football too. So it's not just entertainment. You guys actually really do know your football, especially you. Sure. And, Tell me more, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially because I get um, asked this question a lot about working with, you know, a lot of males. Now I'm obviously here with, with Maddie and talking to you, but that's kind of usually a rarity in football. Yes. So, you know, tell us, you know, you you said praises about the guys that you work for, um, but just, yeah. you know, have you had any, you know, um, you know, how your path to getting there, to getting to football, to getting to be on Good Morning Football, um, just how your path and your journey led you to where you are now? Yeah, I grew up in Chicago. You know, I grew up, it was a little little different path than I think a lot of people who work in American sports. Uh, I grew up in a household that didn't really know football or wasn't very involved uh, with championing football. I grew up to, uh, to two you know, Polish immigrant parents. So we were big soccer kids growing up in Chicago, a very big Polish community. So I think what got me so into it, um, me and my brother who were close in age was just wanting to fit in and wanting, you know, it was so cool to talk about what the Bears were doing at the time, even though we weren't good, it still meant a lot to, to the city of Chicago. So that like Chicago Bulls, um, you know, or just the bears, all of that was just something that you like had to know. And it was a way to sort of assimilate ourselves and have something to talk about with the neighborhood kids. And we wanted to fit in. And then we got pulled in 100%. And then after that, I just, uh, I, you know, I wanted to do broadcast journalism. Um, I went to the University of Missouri like Matt did. And very okay. different from Chicago. I went to school downtown Chicago. I wasn't from a suburb, so it was very much a different culture, uh, but I did take a lot away from it, more outside of being in the classroom than inside the classroom. It was a, a struggle for me. I had to like work a ton to get through it and pay for it and take care of all of that. But once I did, I felt really accomplished and got plucked by NBC to you know move to New York and, and sit in a radio booth and do some updates. And I just went knocking on like every person's door, like, oh, I'm lost. Oh, you're the producer of this show, nice to meet you. <laughs> so I just did everything I could to sort of get in front of a camera. I knew my goal was to be, you know, I, I wanted to be on that big stage. I walked past Sunday Night Football and said, I see you, Mike Florio and Mike Tirico and Bob Costas, I see you, like, where, where can I wiggle in? And it's, uh, it's difficult for, people to see your vision, to see 
or it's difficult for things to change, as we all know. It's difficult to see, oh, how can, what lane is she in? Well, I want to make my own lane and that's what I want to do. So I've just sort of tried that. And I think my, my biggest advice would just be to not say no to any opportunity. I moved to New York with two suitcases, lived on couches forever. I had nothing, very much struggled, did not have very much money to my name at all. I was not getting paid very much money at all, but I was like, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to go for it. I didn't say no to, can you do hockey highlights? Sure, I can do hockey highlights. Google's hockey highlights. Like, I, you know, like you just, you don't say no in this industry. That's how I feel. Well, you not saying no to anything uh, led you to where you're at now with Good Morning Football, several different other shows on NFL Network, uh, fantasy football guru that you are, and now People TV. You did some Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, things on social media in the last few months when everybody was kind of stuck in quarantine during those fun months that we all had. Um, but with that, your schedule's packed. I feel like a lot of people see the glitz and the glam and they see you on Good Morning Football and on TV and they're like, wow, what a life. But what goes into getting to there and what goes into preparing for that every single day has to be insane. So let's get into what your day looks like. Give me kind of a timeline in, of okay. the day in the, in the life of Kay Adams here. Okay, so let's say like on a random, so Tuesday, tomorrow I will be up. There's a game tonight. There's a game like every day this week. I know Buffalo fans are not excited about that. We can get into that in a bit. Uh, but I'll, I'll, you know, watch as much of the game as I can. These are two teams that mean a lot to me, uh, the Saints and the Chargers. So I will probably stay up and watch all of it. And so that's, you know, pushing on the East Coast, 11 o'clock. And then my head will probably race until like 1130. I'll fall asleep, but I will be up at four probably tomorrow i'm working from home now wow. so it's i get to get up a little bit earlier 4 4 15. uh i will look at highlights and get get news and you know look at what's going on in la look at what's going on in new orleans i'm sure lots of things will happen after tonight so i'll get the points that i want to look at i will look at um, all of the guys and the guys amazingly will just write what they're thinking they know what they want to talk about so then you sort of put it together so it's it's live tv you gotta figure it out who's saying what when um, and sort of know it. I don't have a teleprompter or anything, so it's just three hours to me to a camera, which is a little, it can get a little dicey sometimes. <laughs> so uh, we have a meeting at 5.30 then, and I have to be ready to go at seven. So I do my hair for an hour-ish hair. And I mean, I don't, let's be honest, I don't really do my hair when I do the show in the morning. I'm just, whatever it looks like, I spend the time on my makeup and I do, I do it while I'm on the phone with one of my producers and he talks me through the whole show. I sit down and do that until 10. We have a meeting right after that. And then it really is just a lifestyle that's become normal to me. So it's it's definitely a 24-hour a news cycle. Things happen all the time. It's not just during the season. It's more busy sometimes when it's, we're in off season. Uh, and it's just this just beautiful part of your life that never stops. You leave, you know, you leave your phone for, for 20 minutes and something crazy or terrible or wonderful happens. Uh, from there I go, so like 10, 15, I have a meeting. I'm do, I'm on the, I'm on my phone doing that meeting while I'm going to people. People is in studio right now. So I'm there. Oh, that's my dinner. <laughs> I, don't cook, I don't cook on days that are crazy like this. So I'll, shh. So I'll, um, let me think of what I do. Oh boy. Hold on. I mean, Sorry. No, you're you good. Get, get your you're dinner. Good. <laughs> 
I'm so glad. Hi. Well, we're, we're working at 4 o'clock, but it's just p.m. Yeah. and not a.m. Yeah, not a.m. <laughs> yeah, how crazy. I am not a morning person. I, I could not do that lifestyle at all. I was going to say, I wonder how this compares to the life of an owner and a president uh, of a football yeah. team. I am a late person. Right? So, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I'm a such a morning person. I'm like, okay, I'm ready oh, to go. Yeah. Uh, so I, I eat breakfast during the show, all of that. I go and I do people. I wrap around 3 or 3.30 or 4. It depends on if we have interviews uh, or stand-ups. And I have I, uh, Gretchen Carlson this week, which was really fascinating to get to interview her. She's such just a beacon of women empowerment uh, in her own right. So that was really interesting. And then I'll, then I had Amazon. So then I run home from people and I on Tuesdays have the Amazon NFL next show, which I've been doing with Chris long since last year. So yeah. And then I eat and I sleep and I literally don't have a social <laughs> life. If that's what you want. <laughs> so being on, being on the people show. And of course um, the many, many uh, athletes that you've interviewed on good morning um, football, who would you say is your biggest celebrity crush? Ooh. Like, uh, like in the NFL? No, out, out of the like, NFL. just, uh, just you can combine all of them. Football, you know, people you being allowed to have. Kim, you're gonna get me in trouble. I don't think I'm nobody, allowed to have. Nobody listens like to the show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or who have you enjoyed interviewing most? Or who is somebody that like you've interviewed that you're like, oh my gosh, I get to it's interview not a, this person. This is not person. a crush, just to be okay. clear. Okay, yes, Definitely. not a crush. Not just, a crush. Just someone you um, were I think the best personality in the best personality in the NFL is Tre'Davious Way. I said this on the show. This isn't just for you. Oh, oh yeah, great. you heard it here first. I have, Try I, have, I, I can provide receipts of me. We had a draft of the best personalities in the NFL, and Tre'Davious White was my number one overall pick. He, there's a certain thing about him that brings you back to not even football, but brings you back to whatever moment in your life that you just have pure joy. Whether it's watching mm -hmm. your kids, whether it's hiking for me that's that whether it's seeing your nephews and nieces whatever he approaches the game with such a boyish charm and then he balances that out with just turning it on and being this like shut down incredible athlete corner good personality good vibe i could just i, I love watching him on and off the field on the sideline no that seems like a crush to me <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I cannot have a crush on today. You guys are hilarious. No, Kim, I, mean, I know exactly. So you're kind of my boss mean. in a weird way, so I guess I can't. Really <laughs> no, Tredavious White is a national treasure. I am yeah. so happy he is on this football team. So thank you, Kim, for, for doing for, that. He's on the football like, team for a while. So yeah, yeah, that's good. yeah. He's he's great. Check That's <laughs> like I completely agree with everything you said. He approaches the game in a different way and. A lot of his teammates who are in the cornerbacks room will say, like, he adds a lightness to it. So if, you know, they're watching film and they're going over maybe some plays that they need to improve on, Tredavious White is going to be the guy who cracks a joke or just brings a light type of personality into the room. And then interacting with him, he's exactly like that. He's someone that you look forward to talking to. When he yeah. had an interview after he had his contract extension, I was like almost yeah, in tears too. listening to him and listening yeah. to how thankful he was and hearing how a contract extension could completely change his lifestyle, his family's lifestyle, and their future. I mean, just a great human. And then he a goes out and earns it. So as, yeah. as sweet as he is, but then goes yeah. out on the field and he earns it. So, um, yeah, tremendous uh, player. So I'm, I'm glad that he is your uh, um, 
your football. He's just the best personality. Personality. People like yes. Punk. That's fine. People like there's there's there are a ton, Marlon Humphrey, another one who just got paid, was emotional about his his deal down uh, with the Ravens. He's and uh, really fun. He's got a cat named Snowflake that he dresses up in costumes. But like the <laughs> hockey academy, the the you know that he was doing the Dak dance. Tre'Davious White mm-hmm. is an absolute entertainer. He's okay. He's so a I'm. Okay, so now you're probably going to say you can't answer this one. Who is your favorite NFL owner? Today. Oh. And I'm yeah. campaigning right now. I mean, Kim, I was like I'm, freaking out when I got a message from NFL. Like, Kim would like to sit down, like, hey, talk to you. I was like, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> oh. um, just because yeah, I think you're an absolute badass. Uh, I haven't met him. I haven't met, I feel like, or gotten to really know many of the owners. I wish that wasn't the case. So, yeah, you're pretty, you're up there. So I'll, I'm at the I'll top. All right. Norma, All right. Norma, I knew this podcast Norma, would, you made would get it. me somewhere. You made it. <laughs> would get me yeah, somewhere. Norma and Clark are, are wonderful. Um, the York family, every, I mean, everybody's wonderful in their own way. Everybody's very uh, supportive of Good Morning Football. And I've, I, I do feel that. I feel that from the league office. We feel that from ownership when we do see our, you know, Arthur Blank is, a, is wonderful. Arthur Blank has just been great on our show so everybody's great (laughs) all right Kate you are also a big personality in this industry in this football industry uh as a female in this world I mean we're we're sitting here three females in the room right now which like you said is a rarity um but paving the way for other women in this industry I mean Sports is something that several women want to break into, but it's a really tough industry to break into, uh, as well as being a football coach as a female. I mean, we're seeing women break into this industry in in more ways than ever and in different ways here in 2020. There's a lot of exciting parts about that, and I think it gives a lot of hope for the future with women in the sport of football especially. But you and your job, how do you try to represent being a woman in the football industry and a woman in the sports industry? Yeah, I think I've always handled it a little bit. I don't know if I, I don't think about, I don't premeditate as much as I think people might assume that I do. I really have always just had a really strong work ethic and I've never used being a woman as a point of discussion unless I see something that isn't just I'm a really big steward of fairness, not even just for myself, but when I see that something isn't fair, I'm happy to call it out. I would consider myself confrontational and very direct. I think that has served me well, even though women are not always seen uh, in a good light when they act that way. I was given you know, advice, even just not advice, but so I asked somebody who's been through a lot as a woman in this, uh, in, in a male dominated industry recently, what her best advice was. And she said, don't be too nice, color outside the lines and then encourage other people to color outside the lines. Because if there's only one person who's standing up for what's right, what they believe in on the advancement of women, the inclusion, all of that, then you're not really going to get anywhere if, you know, Susie next door is still, you know, conceding and, and not breaking down the same barriers. It's also really important right now in this divisive place that we are, not just socially, culturally, racially, all of it, everything that's going on politically, of course, to not let anyone use those things to divide women further. 
in a business situation that's already competitive, Maddie, our industry, very competitive here and trying to, you know, get to the next level to use anything or to let, that's not you, to let anything divide women is something that we all cannot let happen. And I see it trying to happen and we cannot let it happen. Women are women and we face an uphill battle as is. So we need to be there for each other and support each other and don't let things divide us. I know that's a, like a you know pageanty answer, um, but I really do think color outside the lines, stand up for yourself. That's sort of, I'm, I'm not, I, I, for some reason, I'm not afraid to do that. Well, I think um, other women, especially young women, college, you know, young girls, when they see you on Good Morning Football with other guys talking about sports, I think that really does um, say a lot about how far uh, women have gone. Mm -hmm. And just it gives women an opportunity when they see you out there, um, the mm -hmm. aspirations, just like you, you know, you got walked by the studios when you were younger and, and saw Monday um, Night Football and it was all guys, but you imagine yourself there. Um, but now girls can see you there. And that's an awesome thing. And Kim, in your role too, I think that's an awesome thing to see. You you still are one of few females when you walk into rooms being a, an owner and a president of an NFL team. Like you're paving you're paving the road in a way that still I think has has a long way to go and it's awesome to see you doing that and to work for someone who is still one of few. Well, I that's why I love doing this podcast because <laughs> it, it just like, you know, this is what I would love to be doing and just because you're an owner have some title or whatever doesn't mean that you should, you know, you should kind of do the proper things that owners do. So I don't know that there's a lot of owners out there that are putting them, themselves out there on podcasts, but it has allowed me to meet some wonderful people and really connect with our fan base. And again, just show that um, kind of, you know, help represent the women in football. And, you know, I, I love doing it though. It's not even a job. Do you feel, how do you, so, so what advice would you give? I just gave mine and I'm, you know, what you deal, not what you deal with, but what you experience must be tough at times. You're, you're a pioneer in many ways in what you're doing with Buffalo, not even just the team, but they're in Buffalo. What's your advice to women who see a bigger future for themselves where there isn't much representation? Well, you know, um, I get asked that question a lot, but I would say, you know, I'm doing something that I really love to do and I'm doing it in my own way. You know, just very much like you are, your personality comes through on the show. You're not trying to be some football guru. You're not mm -hmm. trying to be a, a one of the guys. Um, and I think that really, you know, you have to be true to who you are. And if you love what you do, like that's where, that's what's gonna get you there. Yeah. Just like we talked about, Trey, like people see that. People see um, who you are, what you have your passion for. And I think we are in unprecedented times where you know those qualities matter more than anything. So that's why I'm very hopeful. But I, I would just like to tell women like, listen, be who you are and find something that you love to do. And if it's in sports, the opportunity will happen. But hard work, hard work, obviously. Like, like you said, Kay, hard work and sacrifice. But I think that's a good thing for women. I know people, women think that that's bad. Having no. like, with women, we have to do more work than men and things like that. But it actually, it makes you a better person. I, I mean, I, I think it's great. Yeah, I like it. I like, I mean, everybody should work hard for whatever. And if women have to work a little bit harder, it's going to make the you banner. shine yes. even brighter at it the end does. of the day, right? Yep.
Kay, you've already touched on the fact that you like Tredavious White and his personality that he brings to this Buffalo yeah. Bills team and especially this defense that the Bills have. What do you think about their hot start to the season so far? I couldn't be happier. Are you kidding me? This is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Uh, an amazing story narrative. I thought, you know, last year was going to be the year. I went to Buffalo for my first ever game mm -hmm. up there. Um, it was against the Patriots and it was the first, the first, it was the home game against the Patriots up there. And the energy of this fan base is just, I'm, it's just second to none. It is, it is everything you think and you hear and you see on Twitter and Instagram and more. So I love it for the fans. You can't not. You, and Josh Allen, someone who, you know, you expect like a leap to be taken. You expect progression. You expect someone to get better every year. We've seen it with quarterbacks and we haven't seen it with certain other ones, even in the same division, in the same draft class. I won't talk too much uh, mess about the Jets here, but Josh Allen, instead of taking the steady pace, has truly taken a gargantuan leap. This is like, you know, when uh, you guys, you know, remember high school when everybody sort of comes back and everything's fine and one, one girl or guy comes back and you're like, whoa, what happened to you over the summer? Like you grew three feet and you got boobs and you like, whatever it is like, and it's a total transformation that I feel like is Josh Allen. And I would give a lot of the credit, obviously, to Sean McDermott of what he's done with this team. He clearly had a vision and it is being, uh, it, it is happening in front of our eyes. But Stephon Diggs, there was just no better acquisition in the National Football League than adding him. I underestimated what a big difference it, he would, it would make. And last year in that playoff game, I do remember thinking, man, if he just had someone to go to in this weird spot that could bail him out and he could toss it down and there wasn't that person in the offense, now that person exists. And I think he opens it up and makes things so much better, easier, more efficient for guys like Cole Beasley, for guys like John Brown to make plays, for guys like Gabriel to be able to, you know, on such a, he's just such a great story. I love him. Like such small amounts, such small little opportunities, making the most of them and bursting onto the scene. So uh, I'm very excited. And it came at the perfect time when the AFC East is very much up for grabs. Well, this has been an unprecedented year for football, obviously, and even this past week with all the man, oh man, yeah, the, <laughs> the testing and the changing I can't of schedules. I can imagine what it's been like uh, for you, Kim. So, you know, um, you know, what's the biggest difference you've seen this season so far uh, with the game of football? Just what have you been noticing um, now that clubs have gotten, you know, a few weeks under their belt? Yeah, I think the trend is just offense, offense, offense. Like we're seeing the Steelers in two years hadn't put up 30 or more points in a single game. Yesterday they had 38 on the board, it's, you know, week five action. Offense is huge. You know, you have to outscore. Look what the Raiders just did to the Chiefs. Like you have to outscore teams. It's just been – the teams are just – uh, producing at a like a bigger clip than they ever really have, which I enjoy because I love fantasy football and I really enjoy offense. So that's definitely been a trend. And then you have these teams that are like the Raiders. Like, are the Raiders good? Are the Raiders going to the playoffs? Or are they just going to ruin everybody else's chances? They've <laughs> taken down the Saints. That was absolutely insane. They just took down the Chiefs in Kansas City. Like, that doesn't happen. So there's these, uh, these teams uh, that are – messy and then are going to muck it up for everybody else that I'm really intrigued by. Um, it seems to be who can take down the, the Chiefs, right? That's it. And now we saw that the Chiefs can bleed, right? They're human. We know that they're not going to go undefeated. We know that there's got to be a way to, to, to beat them. So I'm very much looking forward to that matchup. Chiefs, Bills is going to be, that is appointment viewing for me. That is order a pizza, get some popcorn and enjoy. <laughs>
stay up late, don't get to sleep at a good time because it's Monday night football week six. It'll it'll be a good matchup. Kay, before we wrap up, Kim, do you want to bring something oh. up that we think oh, that I heard Kay a rumor. hasn't yes, done, heard, but we have to uh, make sure it's true or not true? Yeah, so I heard this oh. rumor that you <laughs> have never eaten wings before. Ever. I've never, never eaten Oh, my gosh. Who told well, you that? No, I've I, never. Well, I, I'm just like, I haven't eaten like bacon, but wings, no. And I know, but I'll eat like boneless wings. I had buffalo uh, boneless wings when I was in Buffalo. Is that okay? No. <laughs> no, it's not. That's that's like chicken tenders, isn't it? Like boneless okay. wings is chicken tenders. Okay, so what, so what do you fingers. need from me, Buffalo fans? What do we you need? We would love you. To try it, we just want you to try yeah. it. I would, I will send you some, some of our some Duffs, some Duffs, which is a, a famous place here that that has tremendous wings. We will send you some, and would love to have you try them for the first time on air. Good morning, football. Let's go. Now okay, wings are early in the morning, I'll but you might it. want to I'll wait till the later. Wings for breakfast. You can cook some eggs, put them on the side. Okay. I, what that that's the week six it, you, what's the schedule here uh the buffalo what's the what's the buffalo schedule changes we've got so, monday so next monday night we've got Wednesday, tuesday tuesday against the titans this week yes. we've got week six and then we got Chiefs. kansas city monday at five and then yeah. the following game is going to be the jets game in week yeah, seven not, okay so if they beat monday. the chiefs i'll do it how about all that? right all right, you heard that. I, I, you heard I that. do want to say, I, I want to say, it. I love just such, I love, I absolutely love Buffalo fans, and they are so supportive of Good Morning Football, and they let us know how they feel left and right, and they teach me a lot. I, I, the other day, somebody was complaining about the schedule change, and I said, "You're healthy, your your team's winning. Like, be grateful." And every, and Buffalo was, and it was a Buffalo fan. I didn't even notice it was. I didn't know it was a Buffalo fan. I was, I was going back and forth. <laughs> They'll with. chirp back at you. No, 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 that's but that, but I love that. But they, <laughs> but Bills fans are like unlike anything else because they have experienced something together for so long that taking a taking a primetime game away to me, it's like oh yeah, well at least you still get football. No, 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 it means something. It really means something when those opportunities are few and far between. When this team is as hot as it is, so I love Buffalo fans for for even setting me straight, for telling me how they really feel, and for being just some of the best supportive fans in all football. Well, Buffalo loves you too, Kay. So thank you so much for being on the show with us. So glad that we connected, and I'm putting, I'm sending you wings. Oh, I, okay. I, well, you're only sending me wings if you if you guys win. I like your thought. I'm confident. I, I'm positive thinking. So okay, I'm just, I'm just visually have to ask you though, Kim, before, Kim, before we go, how much sugar do you consume on a game day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know where that question is coming from. So I, I will say probably a lot. So we, you know, we all have our habits. And um, so the, the tighter the game, the, the more candy I eat. Yep. <laughs> like what? So, what are you eating? Oh, I'm eating like um, whatever is there. So like um, fish. Gummy, you know, those, yeah, you know, uh, fish. 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 Um, I'm eating Twizzlers, Snickers. Oh it it does not matter, Kay. Amazing. Just, I love and this. Then, you and I could, you and I have to watch a game yeah, together. That yeah. is exactly <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what I, that's what I'm doing. And I sit in the back. So I'm in the booth with, uh, you know, Brandon Bean and Joe Shane and my husband. And they're like right at the front and I'm in the back because that's where the food and the candy is. So I sit kind of up higher so I can still see the game, but like no one can actually see me eating all the food and candy in front of me. But Amazing. that's especially if the game is close. I'm just like, 
ripping open yeah. more and more. We need a yeah. Kim Cam nope. next game. <laughs> Yeah, nobody nobody knew that except a very good investigative reporter yes, from NFL yes. Media did know about your sugar habits. You yes. did. <laughs> Kay did her work before she did the interview. Gotta That's ask right. him about that. <laughs> Kay, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. And thank we will you. see you thank tomorrow Maddie, morning. Thank you. thank you, Kim. Keep being yes. inspiring. All right, thanks. You can see Kay every Sunday on NFL Game Day morning at 9 o'clock Eastern providing the latest fantasy football advice. The New York Lottery is giving away $50 worth of the new limited edition New York Series scratch-off tickets with a chance to win up to $1 million to one of our lucky listeners each week. Visit buffalobills.com slash newyorklottery or click on the link in the podcast description to enter now. All right, Kim, we already touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive a little bit deeper. Just being an owner and a president of the Bills and then the Sabres and you're in the middle of a season with football and then you have the NHL draft and you have NHL free agency. I cannot imagine what what a juggling act that is to do because not only are you prepping for a game, but like we said, we were you're prepping for a game that we're not exactly sure what the day is. We have it set now, but then you also have the draft, you have free agency. That just seems like a, a whirlwind of things yeah. and just all jumbled up and mixed together. Very confusing. But the, but the end result was great. So I, I don't mind at all. Um, you know what? First, it was like mentally kind of getting into it. Um, now, just because it's, it's at a weird time, right? Mm-hmm. Like normally in October, we are the season started we're yeah, playing everything is different yeah so so all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh the draft is coming up you just you know just mentally having to remember and, and it's not get like into... we had a long time after the hockey season ended yeah it's like the hockey season ends and it's like two weeks later all right here's the nhl yes. draft it, it is and then and having it in the middle of a football season now normally like i said it starts in october so mm-hmm. so that's used to it but not having right. free agency and and having um the draft so like right in the middle of football season was a little bit different for me and getting my mind you know wrapped around all that um that's why we hire gms and scouts and coaches <laughs> because that's what they do on um on a day-to-day basis yes, so they don't yes. have to depend on me but i know there was a lot of work and effort i know terry was in a lot of scouting mm-hmm. meetings bef- the week before um um before that and so it actually was you know not knowing when we were playing our games probably freed up a little bit more time um, true so yeah. uh, i think that was you know it was not good, but I think it just it provided us to be a little more, in, um, you know, in, immersed in the in the football, uh, in in, uh, in hockey. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you what, it, it was just a completely different experience. Yeah, so, you have a virtual draft. You guys pick Jack Quinn with the eighth pick overall, yeah. and then you add you the Hart up. Trophy well, winner yeah. and get Taylor Hall. You trade get up, up too for the yeah. next pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, you know, this was, like I said, very unusual uh, time. And so in hockey, normally at the draft, we are at a location. So we are at, it was supposed to be in Montreal. And the scouts and Terry and I, we go that week, that the beginning of the week of, of the draft. And it's usually a Friday night. And you are there all week. And you are there on draft night at a table with all the other clubs on the floor. Your pick, hopefully, is there um, in person, and you're doing this whole, you know, kind of presentation on stage. So having it at the club, in your conference room, in your club's conference mm-hmm. room, um, was was different for for us this year. Um, never, never having done that in, in 10 years uh, with hockey. Now, we do it in football, so we had a yeah. little bit of an advantage. And I would say that I know my husband 
really liked having it in um, here at the club. He just thought there was a lot more kind of collaboration. You could talk okay. more through things. Mm -hmm. When you're on the floor, there's only 20 uh, people that are allowed at the table. And there, like there is not six feet between your table <laughs> and the next club's table. So so any like trading you want to do or any kind of like... It gets picked um, up it, on it, pretty it, easily. Yeah, you know, you know, a lot of people can hear you. Um, I miss kind of connecting with the people, right? Mm -hmm. The networking, connecting with other people at clubs and saying hello and that kind of stuff. But from an operational standpoint, um, we were able to do a lot of work together, even on draft day, getting that... that um, the second uh, round, moving up to get J.J. Paterka. Mm -hmm. uh, so those were, like, all of that took a lot of work, but we were all together, so that really made it worth it. What are some of the biggest differences between, on a normal year, an NFL draft and NHL draft? Yeah, um, it's just, just how operationally it it works. So, um, like I said, being kind of, scouts are coming from all over the country, right? right. So, yeah. so it's, sometimes we don't see them, until the week of the draft. So maybe they're doing scouting meetings, of course, uh, throughout the year, but then we're all together. And so that's really kind of this whole week is, is a week of immersion. Mm -hmm. You're at a hotel room, you're all together from all pro scouts, you know, amateur scouts from all over the country, and you're just really grinding out those last few days. Um, and, and then on, like I said, on draft night, you know, you go up on stage, you know, you present the jersey yep. and taking the picture. So that's nice, kind of seeing, seeing your pick, you know, in person mm -hmm. and, ex you know, exactly when you, um, when you call their name. So that's, that's kind of fun uh, to do that. We, we don't get to experience that in football. We kind of, you know, the, um, obviously the player comes here to our facility. Mm -hmm. So, but on that, that night that we call the name, um, and I got to say the name last year. So it was kind of very nerve-wracking, very because you're you know you're on national TV and you're like I hope I don't screw up this kid's name, but um, but it, it is kind of fun being there as well. So um, just like I said, just two different ways of doing yeah. it. Yeah, and I know like there's so much going on right now with the NFL and the the NHL. Do you ever stop and kind of take the time to like pinch yourself and be like, wow, I get to do this for two different professional sports yeah. teams? Or is it tough because you're here, there and everywhere. And once you get into one season, the other season overlaps and it's tough to kind of sit back and reflect. Well, yeah, you know, I, I would say certainly there's days when I feel like that, overwhelmed, but that's, you know, why you're hiring good people mm -hmm. to kind of fill in a lot of those gaps for you. Um, and But I still say it's just so much fun. I, it still is. Even on a bad day, it's still <laughs> so much fun to be in sports. Um, you, you get to, you know meet some great people. You just get to experience some inspiring stories. Um, just, you know, I, I know we're talking about how uncertainty is, that's the hardest part, yeah. having the patience, but that's sports, right? Like having True. that, not knowing, I mean, you're doing everything you can to kind of get ready for the game and then just not being able to have any control over <laughs> it, right? Um, and not knowing the outcome. And, you know, obviously there's been some big upsets we've had. There's mm -hmm. been some big disappointments. Like, just the unknown factor, but I don't know. I just, I still love it. Um, I still love the whole, I don't know, atmosphere of, of sports and what it brings, and especially in our community. So whether it's football or lacrosse or hockey, I, I'm just thankful to be in the mix and all of that. Yeah, and thankful that it can happen this season, even while we're yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. It's it's quite remarkable that it's it's been on we've gotten through almost five weeks here with a couple games left to play and 
so far it seemed manageable with a couple hiccups along the way that everybody yeah. has helped sort through in different ways. But coming up, there is a primetime game. It may not be mm. on Thursday, but it's on Monday. Mm. So, you know, it's Monday night football sounds pretty good. Even if it's an early kick, it's not necessarily uh, at 8 o'clock, but 5 o'clock well, is all right, too. 5 o'clock Eastern 5 o'clock, and maybe for our fans out on the West Coast, you know, they might enjoy a 5 o'clock uh, game even more because it's kind of like they can take off work and just kind of watch the game yeah. instead, right? Or, or be at work, you know, with watching it uh, yeah. uh, on their computer or something. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, big game. I mean, this Super is Super Bowl a, champs this coming into is town a good into Buffalo. Team, it's the mentor and the student kind of yeah. storyline going Coaching on there tree with, with yeah, Andy yeah. Reid and Sean McDermott. Yeah. But as you know. Who knows? Like, you know, no team is like it's just talked about having, you know, what what sports, how unpredictable it could be. So, you know, an upset um, is certainly certainly uh, can be in the cards. And we saw the the Chiefs beat or the Raiders beat the Chiefs uh, this past weekend, something that I think a lot of people wouldn't expect uh, because the Chief, the Raiders have lost a couple games. It's not like they were undefeated going into this game against the Chiefs at all. But I think in games like that, you can see you can see that a team is beatable, and it's yeah. it's not too far. It's you can do it, and if you stick to a game plan and you stick to the right game plan, that it can happen. And I think if there's a year that we're gonna play the Chiefs even though they're coming off of a Super Bowl win and they are still super, super, super talented and they have a great quarterback, they have a great coach, and they have great personnel in place. I think it's going to be a really awesome matchup, and I think and, these two are going to yeah. go at it. And, and I will tell you that I know players, coaches, they want to play against the best. Mm -hmm. You know, you've heard them say that. So they don't want easy, you know, passy wins. There is no, you know, easy game in the NFL these days, but – Knowing that you're going to play against one of Super Bowl champions, um, I, I think they want they crave that competition. They want to play against the best, and it'll be very telling for them. Like you know, areas that they might need to improve on, areas that you know they they are have gotten much better in. Um, and you can only kind of really measure that when you play against a team like Kansas City. So I I think. All around, we're looking forward to, to that matchup. We've heard Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott say several times, if you want to be the best, you have to beat, beat the best. The best. Yes. So it starts in week six. <laughs> Got to beat the Chiefs and then keep on winning. So it'll be an, a wonderful test for this team. And, and we get to see Kay Adams eat wings on Good Morning Football. Even more reason to win. <laughs> we'll have to tell the players and we'll have to tell Sean that, hey, you guys have to win this week because then Kay Adams will eat chicken wings on Good Morning Football. What yep. could be better? <laughs> <laughs> Kim, that wraps it up for us right. today. Yes, another week. These weeks are going flying by. Mm -hmm. but One after the other, and now you have some hockey and football mm -hmm. happening at the same time. So even though it's busier, I'm sure it's it flying by It is good to more. be a fan of Buffalo. So I know this community loves their sports, and it's just great to kind of see the momentum and kind of just sheer joy that, that sports brings, and especially this week with, with the signings and the draft that, that we had in hockey and, and with the Bills still at 4-0 and going into a, a couple of games this week. Um, 
it's, you know, it's fun to be a, a Buffalo sports fan. Yeah, it's a good time to be yeah. in Buffalo. It's a good time to be rooting for this teams, these teams, you know, a lot on the horizon. And I think a lot of good things on the horizon for both teams. So we thank you for listening to our podcast, Bill's Pod Squad. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for our next week's episode. We'll see you guys later. All right, see ya. Bye.